First and 30 podcast, the podcast that brings you the cliff notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Friday, January 14th, 2022, and I'm joining the line as always by Keith and Drew, and it's fucking playoff time. We have three straight days of six football games. This is a really fun playoff weekend. We got some good matchups. We're going to cover all of them tonight. I am so fucking stoked. Keith, how you feeling tonight? Are you excited to get into these games? Absolutely, man. Judging by all, uh, judging off the uh, craziness that we got last week, just to decide who is actually going to make it into the playoffs, uh, yep. I think we have to be pretty excited about some of the matchups that we got and uh, some of the uh, excitement that we're going to see this weekend. This is probably the best weekend of football all year long. Uh, I think oh, we're yeah. going to see a lot of tough tough football games being played for this super wild card weekend, and I think the time slots that they laid them out in is just absolutely awesome for our viewing pleasure. Absolutely, yeah, man. Like having the Saturday night game is always fun as hell, and tomorrow's Saturday night game is going to be so much fucking fun to watch. Drew, are you stoked as hell to see, you know, a super cold game in Buffalo with the Pats going in there? And I don't know. I mean, you got to be feeling a little confident. Uh, I want to say I'm excited, but I'm also very nervous as well. Um, yeah, Mac it's Jones, Mac Jones very... is coming into his first playoff game. There's only been uh, six rookie quarterbacks to actually win a playoff game in the last 25 years. So the, Understandable. the odds are not in our favor in that one. But uh, it's going to be a great weekend nonetheless because i got the Bucks playing the Eagles. So I'm going to be able to watch yeah. that game with my dad, who's a diehard Eagles fan. And, um, yeah, we're just going to see a lot of good football. I mean, this is the time of year that... We've been waiting for all for the last four months, so I'm I'm ready for it. It's a bittersweet weekend because you know every weekend moving forward is one step closer to no football, and that's the saddest that's time true. of the year, my friends. That's very true. Yeah, we have to do all we can to savor it this weekend and enjoy Super Wild Card weekend. We got some snow coming into the East Coast. It's going to be a fucking cold weekend, and we've got fun football to watch. So. Let's dig in. We're going to get start with the Raiders and Bengals right after this. Bounce. If you got my fucking back, then just say, Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team. Hell yeah. You're fucking sick of the scene. Hell yeah. Because nothing is what it All right. So, Saturday afternoon. Uh, you're probably listening to, if you're listening to this, it's probably Saturday morning right now. We've got the 10-7 Las Vegas Raiders fresh off the, one of the craziest football games of all time. Coming into 10-7 Cincinnati Bengals, the team that has looked like Super Bowl fucking world beaters at points and then has had stumbles along the way, kind of similar to a lot of the teams that are in the playoffs due to the parity. The Bengals are favored by 5.5 at home. This game's going to be really cold. Um, I believe it's going to be in the 20s. Um, yeah, this is going to be a crazy game. It's going to be 29 degrees. The over-under is 48 and a half. Man, this is a crazy one to try and pick. I think it's going to be a fun way to kick off the weekend. Drew, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you think the Raiders have anything left after last week's emotional game? I, that's what I'm worried about the most. I'm worried about them coming out to start this game being on fire and then just completely being depleted because yeah. of, of last week. And, uh, you know, you have a fresh Joe Burrow who, who didn't play last week. And, um, so I am, I am worried about it on that, on that front, but from a game perspective, these teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, both offenses are ranked sub, uh, 15th in the league. Both defenses are ranked very close together. Uh, their passing is sixth and seventh, um, so it, it's going to be a pretty good matchup. And I and I think the cold weather, unfortunately, is going to hinder uh, the Raiders a little bit because they're a dome team. They're yep. used to playing in the warmer weather, and they have to come into freezing Ohio. And as you just mentioned in the opening, we're getting this blistering storm coming through, and with it, uh, some cold temperatures. So. We're going to see that uh, tomorrow night, and that's going to affect the game. And what's interesting, too, is that I think both teams are going to defend the run really well. So I think it's going to come down to Joe Burrow and, and Carr. And with the way Joe Burrow is playing right now, man, he is hot as any quarterback in the league. So yep. 
it, it definitely bodes well for the Bengals in that in that aspect. Um, it's exciting to see both these teams actually playing each other in a, in a playoff game because neither one of these teams have played in the playoffs in forever. So we yeah. talk about parity. This is this is as good as it gets. We finally get some teams in here that we're not used to seeing, and yep. we're going to get that with the Raiders Bengals. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, I mean. It, as weird as it sounds, it's Derek Carr's playoff debut, even though it feels like he's been in the league for forever. And the last time they made the playoffs, he was dealing with that injury. So he, this is his playoff debut. Keith, uh, the Bengals, I mean, that offense looks so hot at times. And we've been on it for, you know, since early in this season about all their playmakers. If they can get moving, you know, this, team, this offense is going to be hard to stop. Yeah, this is a team all season where I've, been personally just a little bit hesitant on whether I can trust them or not they've yep. definitely had their moments and you know they can they can come out hell on fire but they they finished the season with three straight wins before that last week uh, where they they pretty much rested all of their starters there so yeah uh, they finished finished the season on a high note obviously you know Joe Burrow I mean he's quickly turning into one of my favorite players he just he yep. has something about him where he thinks he is the fucking man um, we've seen that a couple times, some quarterbacks coming up through that same division with Johnny Manziel and Baker yep. Mayfield. They, they have that edge about them, but you know, Joe Burrow is actually backing it up. Yeah. He's, he's got that amazing connection with Jamar chase from, yep. from playing in college. And there's a, they both know what each other want to do on every single play. T Higgins. I think he's a rising star on any other team where he's not being overshadowed by Jamar chase and, and Tyler Boyd's been one of the most consistent receivers in the NFL over the past few years. So he's got all the weapons at his disposal. Joe Mixon has the ability to take over a game. He can run the football and catch the ball out of the backfield. And I think that defense is a little bit sneaky. Uh, yeah. I think they're they're better against the run than most people would probably suspect. Yeah. And, you know, coming into this game, I feel like the Raiders have kind of they have a little bit of a newfound run game with Josh Jacobs over the last couple of games. He's really been handling the rock a lot for them. So... I mean, definitely looking at the Bengals, it's it's looking like theirs to lose. And I, I think they're a dangerous team in these playoffs. They have a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum coming in here and definitely a lot of young studs that, that are going to be hungry to go get it. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out and react. Yeah, and the thing that's crazy about the Bengals, I feel like they're a little bit ahead of ahead of schedule because the fact that they are able to get into the playoffs and win their division this year, I think is ahead of what anybody expected. And uh, they're only going to get, like this playoff experience, this team's going to be really, you know, they, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how that front office handles this team because Drew, as you mentioned before, they don't really know how to handle uh, the talent that they have. And um that can kind of be a little scary. Yeah, it sure can. That's what worries me about Joe Burrow. He's just not in the right market. This guy obviously is coming on strong. He had a great college career, and he's having a great uh, NFL debut. Uh, and this is his second year. He's coming off an injury. Certainly, he's probably going to be playoff. Um, Comeback uh, player of the year. Thank you. Yeah. I can't say my words sometimes. <laughs> um, so um, I think he'll, he's definitely in the running for that. I. I Nick Boza should be considered for that as well. Nick Boza has been balling out this year. But, um, yeah, Joe Burrow and, and that Jamar Chase is just unbelievable. It's such a good pick for them. We were all unsure uh, that the Bengals picking him that early in the draft and how that would turn out. Well, that couldn't have turned out any better. It's such to their advantage this year, and they've just been clicking on all cylinders. Um, you could argue that Jamar Chase is the rookie player of the year this year yeah. uh, i know a lot of people think that he is and he certainly has a uh the, has a case and there's no yeah, doubt about sure. it so this game uh is going to be really interesting i can't wait to watch darren waller's coming back he played last week but he didn't look at, like classic darren waller we might see that this week um hunter renfro has been really really great for the raiders however the, the bengals have been really really good against slot receivers yep. and they've been really good against running backs so if the bengals can take care of both those guys uh, they're going to have a really good chance here because um the bengals offense has been clicking on all cylinders and that's why i am going to go with the bengals in this one because a they're at home at b the weather is going to be pretty rough and and see Joe Burrow and this offense is just clicking on all cylinders. I just think that the Raiders defense after that emotional win and long um, game last week, they had 90 plays run against them last week. That's a lot of plays yeah. to be on the field for. And so 
I just think they're going to they're going to be in a, in a little bit of a hole. Plus, they have to give up a day to travel yep. uh, where the Bengals do not. So all things are pointing this way. Vegas is pointing this way. And so I'm going to point my arrow this way as well. I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Yeah, I, I like that pick. What does the minus five and a half? If you were going to go with the spread in this one, would, do you like the minus five and a half, or you, would you trust them more just straight up? Yeah, I I do think it's going to be a close game. I think a lot of these games, except for the uh, Kansas City Pittsburgh, is going to be close this weekend. Five and a half does isn't isn't bad. Um, I, I I think I would take it though. Six and a half, which I think it originally started out, is a little too high for me. Okay, right on. So you're on the Bengals. I think I'm going to join you on the Bengals. As much as the Raiders seem like they can somewhat be a team of destiny in a weird way just because of all the shit that they've gone through and have been able to persevere through, um, that part makes me a little nervous. But I, I think ultimately the talent, I mean, the Bengals have all of the talent there. They they it, Learning how to win is going to be important. That's the another little bit of pause for me with the Bengals is they are young and they do have that potential to kind of get their get big heads and kind of um, but I don't think that they're in that situation right now just because I don't think anybody's really all over the Bengals here. Keith, uh, are you going to make this a sweep on the Bengals, or do you think the Raiders can continue the momentum that they've had? Yeah, I think I'm going to join you. I, 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 this is a really tough one to pick, to be honest with you. I mean, the Raiders, if you're looking for a team in these playoffs that's just like full of grit and is going to fight till the very bitter end, I think it's going to be these Raiders. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Derek Carr, he's, he's growing on me. We don't I, I didn't really know a whole lot about this team. I, I've got some buddies that, that talk to me about the Raiders a lot, and I've been paying more attention to them. And, you know, getting to see them play in that game last week, I mean, they really showed a lot. This team's been through a ton this season, and, and to fight like that, I don't think there's any team in these playoffs this year that wanted to be there more than these Raiders. So yeah. uh, they're definitely not going to go down without a fight. Um, I, something that stood out to me last week, their defensive line was just – they mauled. Uh, yes. A, Poor Justin Herbert last week. They they uh, they ran that game, so it's going to be key for for the Bengals to keep Joe Burrow clean in the pocket. Um, I think this game does come down to that passing offense of the Bengals versus this Raiders secondary. Yeah, uh, we saw the Raiders secondary give up a lot of key plays in that Chargers game. A lot of third and longs, fourth and longs. Fourth they and gave longs. up on the so yeah. many, <laughs> uh, so many crazy plays happened, but it was usually the secondary giving it up in the back end. Uh, but that defensive line can definitely take over the game. Max Crosby is an absolute he fucking is a monster. monster. He's a monster. Uh, but yeah, so it's going to be absolutely key for the Bengals to keep Burrow clean. Um, I think that uh, Carlson is an absolute weapon for these Raiders. I yep. think that's something that's important in these playoffs as well. Um, it's a shame these two teams play each other. I think they're two of the most like dangerous teams in the playoffs as far as just you know wanting it the most for the Raiders and the Bengals having so much talent being you know young and hungry and all that good stuff but absolutely uh, I'm gonna go with the Bengals it should be a really fun game to watch for sure yeah it is gonna be a really fun game to watch and like Max Crosby I mean he's a recover like recovering addict and to be able to come back and uh you know fucking play out of his mind and he's super scrappy and the team is scrappy I mean their last four games have all been playoff games um you know they've won their last four games by two three three and three in overtime so I mean this team to your point is this is a scary team to to meet in the playoffs just because they will hang around they will fight it it makes me nervous that we're all on the Bengals just because you know Especially with some of the things that Derek Carr does, he throw he loves to throw up lobs and he gets he he can throw the ball so deep and he can he can get those pass interference calls on on those long bombs and that actually plays a factor. It's pretty crazy. Um, all right, so we're gonna be all on the Raiders. Uh, that's a fun way to kick off uh, tomorrow and then tomorrow night the ten and seven New England Patriots go into the eleven and six Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by four and a half at home. This game's at 8 o'clock at night, so it's going to be 6 degrees at kickoff time. By the time we're getting into the second half, it's probably going to be in the negatives. Um, the over and under is 44. I feel like that is pretty hefty for how cold it's going to be. Now, there's not supposed to be a ton of wind. It's only going to be 5 miles per hour of wind, but I still think the freezing cold is going to be hard to deal with, especially when if you, you know, if the Pats can uh, have long sustaining drives and keep the, keep the Bills offense on the sideline, you know, that, that gets super cold and all that stuff. Drew, I mean, your team, I mean, they can certainly play that way and they've already shown they can do that in Buffalo. 
Yeah, they certainly can. They did that in their first meeting. Um, the keys for the Patriots this time around, honestly, is just they can't give the ball away. Yep. And if they can, and if they can play with a little bit of a lead, uh, they have a real good shot in this game. That's why I love laying the points with the Patriots in this game because I think it will be close. Because you know, with Harris and Ramadre Stevenson, I mean, they can just feed both of those guys all game long as long as they, yep. they're they're keeping the game close. But if the Bills come out and the Patriots make those mistakes, they give the ball away. Well, they're not going to be able to run the ball, and then we've got to put it in Max hands in that cold of the weather. And, yes, the Patriots are a cold-weather team, and, yes, the Bills are a cold-weather team, but I don't care who you are. You don't wake up in the morning and say, boy, I can't wait to play in sub-zero weather today. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I don't care who you are. That, that's not a mindset that these guys have. Like, yep. it's it's not pleasant to play, and every hit hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, just, it doesn't matter how – clean the hit is it hurts because it stings because it's cold so this game is going to be really interesting in the fact that this is going to be the third time these teams have going to meet in a single season yep um and we've known this from from the past like um a good example would be the bucks and the saints the bucks you know lost to the saints twice in a single season but then got them and bested them in the playoffs so given that fact that bill belichick is going to get three cracks at one team um i feel pretty good about that but i am worried about mac jones in a sense that he's been playing great this year i I can't complain about that but this is his first playoff game he's an alabama guy i think he's from florida yeah um so he's not exactly the cold weather quarterback and i don't think they're going to ask him to do a lot in this game um so, which is is probably a good thing, but like I said, if the game gets out of hand early, then we're going to be in trouble because yep. I just don't see how we could make up those points when we're going to have to make Mac just kind of go outside of his comfort zone, especially in the first playoff game and the in the temperatures. So there's a lot of variables to this game, but it all comes down for me personally how the game is going to go is going to be dependent on are the bills going to get another block punt or are the bills going to get an interception we're still talking about a buffalo's bills team here guys that's number one ranked in the entire nfl in passing coverage yep so where they can be had is on the ground and their their ground attack um defense isn't very good so look for that to happen and um it we'll see what happens here but um it's going to be a really interesting game just because of the cold and because these two teams hate each other. But it's in Buffalo, so that's not a good. I rather I'd feel more comfortable if it was in New England. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you would. And uh, the one thing that would scare me as a Pats fan would be, I mean, like you said, they need to they need to play with a lead. If they're down, if they get down ten, I would be. I would think that's almost insurmountable. They can maybe deal with getting down by a touchdown. But I would almost, if they win the toss tomorrow, I would almost consider taking the ball in the first half. I know teams love deferring, but get the ball. That way you can establish and, and start start off with the lead because they need to play that way. And they have the defense to do it. Keith, uh, do you think the, the freezing cold temperatures are going to hinder Buffalo? Uh, the fact that they haven't really been running great. I mean, Singletary's been getting going. Yeah, so, I mean, the temperature, I feel like it's not that big of a deal as far as temperature goes. I think the biggest key here is that the fact that the winds are going to be down. Yeah. We saw that first matchup where the wet, the weather was a huge factor. The, the Bills couldn't, you know, they want to throw the football, and obviously mm-hmm. that hindered them. So I think they're going to be in a better spot here than we saw in that first matchup. But, I mean, you mentioned Singletary. It doesn't really even matter the fact that he's not been exactly – electric as mm-hmm. far as a runner just the fact that they're trying it yep um is is a huge thing he's he's gotten like 20 touches or so in the last couple games here but you go back to that second matchup that where the bills won um he actually only carried the ball 12 times in that game so that wasn't the recipe for them to beat them the first time and i i thought both times that we've seen them i feel like josh allen really took control of both of those games he's looked yep. good comfortable throwing against them and moving the football and all that good stuff. So I, I totally agree. If if Buffalo is able to move the football through the air and, and kind of get up on the Pats, I think the Pats could be in trouble here. But I don't think the Colts are going to bother Josh Allen too much. He got some advice from uh, former ex-Ravens linebacker Bart Scott. He's supposed to take a little bit of blue pill 
before he goes out there. <laughs> That's supposed to keep the blood circulating and keep him warm throughout the game so it doesn't bother him so bad. But yeah, this this is gonna be a great game. It's it's always fun when you get a you know two teams that get to match up for the third time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really tough and especially being division rivals. Um, that first game, the Pats got absolutely embarrassed, or the Bills did. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I think the Bills they they responded well in that second matchup, and um, even the Pats in that game they were still able to run the football on the Bills. Damian Harris had three touchdowns in that game. They ran for like a hundred a buck fifty or whatever. So it's definitely going to come down to trying to stop the Pats run run game, put the ball in Max hands, and and make him beat you. Yep. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> This this game is a tough one to pick. Like, which way are you going to go, Keith? Are you going Pats or do you do you go with the Bills? <laughs> I know I picked the Pats to win the division this year, but I, I think for this game, I think we're going to go with the Bills. I, I hate going against. I hate going against Bill Belichick, uh, but the Bills are going to be at home. I know they're really not built for this weather or whatever, but I really do think that it's key that the wind is going to be down and Josh Allen is still going to be able to get back there and sling it. I think that's really important for them, um, obviously, because that's what they like to do on offense. But I think there's a lot there. The Bills trying to put a stop to that run game. This is going to be the third time they've gotten – they got embarrassed in the first game. They did a little bit better in the second game. And now they have another shot here to try to – to try to button up Damian Harris. He's questionable for this game as well. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson could be the guy. We don't know yet, but I, I do think that – I think the Bills are going to be able to do it. I don't know. It's it's so tough, though. It's going to be tight for sure. It will be. Do you, what, do you trust him at minus four and a half? Uh, I don't really. If it was if it was two and a half, I'd like that. Less yeah. than a field goal. More than a field goal, I don't really feel good about it. Yep. Probably, if anything, kind of like the under – yeah, um, I, I think it could be a, a one of those grinded out type games, but all the spreads this week seem pretty good. We've seen some loose ones throughout the season, but it seems yeah. like they kind of buttoned them up here for the playoffs. They certainly did, and and yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be very close. Um, it, it, I mean, especially you know the rubber match between these two teams too. I mean, the divisional division opponents in the playoffs. It's always. It's always interesting to see these types of games. And, uh, you know, the, th- the thing that I think about is just New England's historical dominance over Buffalo. And I wonder if that plays a factor at all. Uh, Drew, are you are you backing your boys in this game? Man, I've given this one a lot of thought. There's some key injuries that the Patriots are going to be dealing with. And one of them is our starting cornerback Mills is cornerback Mills is going to be out and our starting right tackle Isaiah Wynn is going to be out, who's been very, very good for us. And it, it, it definitely worries me because those two guys um, have been stepping up big this year. And as of late, the Pats' defense really hasn't been doing what they were doing in that six-game win streak that yeah. they had. So yep. I'm, I'm very concerned about Buffalo um, beating us here because they certainly have the talent to do so. Um, they're at home. They they have the wind issue that's not going to be an issue, and Josh Allen is going to be able to throw the ball. And like I said, we're just not been playing that defense that everybody has given us credit for as of late, and that does does worry me. Um, luckily, we have Bill Belichick, and he's great at scheming uh, playoff games. Uh, I just think probably they're – going to probably end up coming up short by a point or two in this game i do think it's going to be very close i would take the patriots at plus four and a half i i I like that as a play i do like the under here as well um and if you want to bump that up and get a even you know a little bit of a buffer there you know move it up to i don't know 48 points or 50 points just to give yourself a little buffer i think that'll easily do it um, but I am going to go with the Bills here. I, I, I don't want to <laughs> because I just hate the Bills so much. The Patriots fan base hates the Bills so much. Josh Allen has given bulletin board material to the Pats this this week when he said last time they played each other, who in the fuck do they think I am? And um, hmm. I just think it just gets under their crawl. But, man, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be the Pats year. I, I was hoping they would get a better draw, but Buffalo is tough right now, and Buffalo has been picking up uh, their game here as of late, and the Patriots have seemed to 
not be. And that, that loss to Miami, I think, killed our momentum coming into the playoffs, and it worries me a lot. So I am going to go with with Buffalo here, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the way they're coming into the playoffs, too, the Bills have won four straight, and the, and the Pats lost the uh, Dolphins last week. Uh, they did look crazy good against Jacksonville. They looked like they were running on all cylinders. Um, but, yeah, they, they definitely didn't don't have the momentum coming into the playoffs. I, however, am going to go with the Patriots because I trust Bill Belichick a little bit more than I trust Sean McDermott. Um, I think, even though it's not a lot of wind, but I think the really, really cold weather, especially with how, how hard Josh Allen throws the ball, um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, this is obviously, I think this is going to, the way the first quarter goes is the way this game goes. If the Patriots can keep the game close and potentially get up on the Bills, I think that's a, that's a re, their recipe. They obviously, I don't think, can fall behind at all. Um, they need a turnover or something early in the first half, and I think that's uh, ultimately what they get. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. And uh, I think that the other thing to t- uh, keep in mind, the last four years in the playoffs, the wild card round, the away teams are fourteen and four straight up. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I I think that this this could be a road a road victory. Um, okay, moving into Sunday morning, uh, the one o'clock game on Sunday, uh, the nine and eight Philadelphia Eagles travel to the thirteen and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by eight and a half points. Um, it's supposed to be raining, sixty five degrees. And the over-under is 45-and-a-half. Eagles are feeling a little confident coming in against Tom Brady. They, you know, There's some people on the team that are still uh, on the team from when they beat Brady on the Bucks in the Super Bowl, or on the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl. So there's some of that talk, like, you know, we, we know how to beat Brady. Um, and the Bucks certainly are not the Bucks that they were last year. And another thing with this game that's really interesting to note is it's a very similar type game that the uh, Bucks had last year in the playoffs when they had to go into Washington and play a sub-500 team in the playoffs. However, this year they're not as strong. And last year they had a hard time putting away that Washington team. So I, that's one thing to really look at in this game. Keith... Do you think the Eagles could potentially be another away team pulling an upset? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, there's always a chance. Um, I don't particularly love their chances. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see how they come out and play this week after basically resting their entire first string team last yep. week against Dallas, um, and and what that what that meant for them. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But it was it was good for Jalen to kind of rest that ankle up a little bit. We we saw him in, coming down the stretch there. He was not as mobile. He wasn't moving around as much, not running as much. And it's obviously a huge part of his game and a huge part of that offense. So um, I do think we're going to get a little bit of Miles Sanders back in this game. Yep. Um, he's going to be wearing some sort of brace on that broken hand of his. But mm-hmm. it's it's got to be the run game because it's going to be, it's one of those where uh, moments where we had that strength on strength, right? The mm-hmm. Eagles love running the football. They're the leading rushing team in the NFL this year. Yep. And it's basically what you don't want to do going up, up against the Bucks defense is, is running into the teeth of it and via Vita Vea being there in the middle. So yeah. um, it's going to come down to, are they going to be able to be successful doing that? And on top of that, when they do take their chances with Jalen throwing the football, is he going to be able to hit his targets? Um, mm-hmm. Devonta Smith is really kind of coming on. Um, he's having a good end to the season there. Him and Jalen Hurts kind of hit it off there. And, and Dallas Goddard is also going to be a very important piece to that. Um, something that we haven't really talked a whole lot about is the Eagles. When they started running the football, I think it really helped out their defense. It kept yes. them off the field, yep. got them rested. And I think once that change happened on the offensive side of the football it really helped out the other side of the football being mm-hmm. a little bit more complimentary because coming into the season i don't think anybody was talking about how good the eagles defense was going to be mm-hmm. um and and they came out kind of there in the beginning of the season they were pretty middle of the pack but i, I think that that they, that side of the ball kind of came alive there at the end and actually started playing pretty decent they're not like jump off the page at you but they are formidable and they do make some plays at key moments so um, I think those are going to be all the keys. It's all the same keys they've had this season is just getting that run game going, taking the pressure off of Jalen Hurts. But it's going to come down to him 
being able to get out of the pocket and make plays when he needs to, and then also make those big throws when he has to. And hopefully, at some point, his supporting cast can actually help him out and not drop game-winning drive touchdowns and all the other stupid shit that we've seen out of this team. So, Yeah, it's very true. And looking at their schedule, other than that game that uh, – Jalen Rieger dropped a game-winning touchdown against the Giants. They were all, if you take that game out, they had six wins to finish off the season, other than obviously when they rested their entire team. So, I mean, this team has been in playoff mode for a while now. And, um, you know, there's, there's something to be said about that. I mean, now the one thing to really note is they are one and seven against, or against teams that had, uh, that made the playoffs. So they haven't beaten good teams. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. Just something about it with the, the with the state of the Bucks right now. Drew, I mean, do you feel confident in the Bucks, Or do you get – do you have a little pause about the Eagles? No, I'm, I'm always pretty confident come playoff time and your quarterback is number 12. True. Um, Very true. And, you know, one thing about this game, too, that I like is, one, the Bucks are playing down at, at their own home stadium. Now, the weather is going to be a little bit of an issue, which – concerns me that it's going to be windy and that's going to hurt the team that throws the most and that's tampa bay yep um so that that certainly is a concern of mine but i think if you're tampa you're going to be really excited and happy that you're going to get shaq barrett back this week you're going mm-hmm. to get jpp back this week you're going to get levante david possibly back this this week he's the most questionable out of out of the trio um and so you're also going to get back playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lemmy. Yep. And um, that's going to be really huge because Len- Leonard Fournette has led the team or was second amongst the team in catching this year. Mm-hmm. So Tom Brady's going to get him back, which we lo- we know he loves his, his running backs in that regard. So that's going to be really huge for the Bucks in this matchup as well. Uh, so they also have the advantage of really – hammering the eagles earlier this year they they went up to like 20 28 to 7 on the eagles and kind of just quit in the fourth quarter and just kind of bagged it and the eagles kind of snuck back in that game but yep. for three quarters the eagles only scored seven points that's true uh, they're gonna have to do a hell of a lot better in this game um this time around than seven points in three quarters now i know the, the elephant in the room is no Chris Godwin and no Antonio Brown, uh, and that certainly mm-hmm. is going to hurt the Bucks in, in a sense. Uh, but they still got Scotty Miller, and they still got Gronk. They still have Mike Evans. And honestly, I think that's all they need. Uh, Tom Brady has won Super Bowls with far less than that. Absolutely. Yeah. So now he is 44. Uh, he's not getting any younger. But Rob Gronkowski seems to be healthy. He's going to be going against the Eagles really really poor linebacking core and i think gronk is in for a field day uh come sunday yeah that's definitely something to pay attention to um are are you going to be backing the bucks you guys uh do you think that the bucks are going to handle their business i do i i think this game is going to be closer what is it eight and a half eight and a half points yep I would not take that. I would definitely stay away from that eight and a half. I, I think this game is going to be closer. It's just how the playoffs typically are. Um, we're going to have that wind issue down in Tampa. Now, it could play into the Tampa's hands because Jalen's not all that accurate. So I think if the Pucks, the Bucks can figure a way out to keep Smith from eating them alive, I think they're going to be okay because that run defense is going to do what it's going to do. Yeah. Um, and once you have to force Jalen Hurts to beat you, I think that's where they're going to run into problems. But I do think it's going to be closer than what um, that spread indicates. Uh, I would say it's probably within a touchdown. So I don't really like the eight and a half here. But I do have the Buccaneers winning because, one, they're, they're the Super Bowl champions. So they have um, that – experience last year if you guys remember they were the wild cards the sixth seed or something yep and now they're the two seed so i i I just think this is a good matchup for them and what gives me pause too is that we all live in the philly area we're from pennsylvania Mm -hmm. philly fans this week are way way too confident 
they're way, way, they're way, way too confident. And just because of that, it gives me pause to think now the Bucks are definitely going to beat them because that's just how it goes. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just that worries me when I start hearing Eagles fans being cocky. Yeah. Uh, I, I go with the other team at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something to consider because, I, I mean, every Eagles fan in my life, not one of them has been like, I don't know, this is going to be tough. We, you know, we should just be happy we got here, all that type of stuff. It's like, no, yeah, we, you know, we're going to fucking win. Like, you know, like very confident. And, ugh, that That is nerve-wracking. Uh, Keith, are you going to go with the Bucks as well? I wish I had that sort of confidence <laughs> to have the confidence to say that, yeah, my team's going to go in and beat Tom Brady in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I'm sure that Roger Goodell would probably shit his pants if he didn't have Tom Brady in the second round. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a tough draw for Philly coming in here. I, I think it's a bad matchup for them as far as we talked about the, how important that run game is for them and, and how good that Tampa is at defending the run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if and if if Philly's going to have any chance in this game, it's going to totally come down to Jalen Hurts' ability to get outside of the pocket and make huge plays. We saw that Taylor Haneke was able to do that that in that game that you were talking about last mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, I think it's going to take a heroic effort out of Jalen Hurts and some major big plays uh, for them to have a chance in this game and, and possibly some weird turnovers or something like that. But yeah, um, I know that. There's there's a lot of ways to make money in this world, and betting against Tom Brady is not one of them. That's um, true. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him in the first round here. I know that he's down a couple weapons or whatever, but uh, it'll be an interesting matchup between Darius Slay and Mike Evans. Uh, sometimes we see Mike Evans kind of disappear when he goes up against uh, physical corners, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that works out. But yeah, I'm I'm with Drew Gronk last week. He got his money. He got all the catches and incentives that he needed. Uh, he's feeling good. I think he's going to be a big part of this game. And getting Leonard Fournette back in this offense is huge, um, yeah. especially Drew already said it, but can't be overstated. The amount of work that Leonard Fournette got out of the backfield this year was insane. He's had more catches than he's ever even dreamed of in his life, even at LSU. Uh, so it's a huge part of that offense for them to get back and a huge security blanket and good feeling for Tom Brady going into this one. Yeah, I, I really, really, really want to pick the Eagles in this. I, I think the th- the final thing that's going to keep me off of it is just that level of confidence that they have. Just because, you, you know, we've we've said it a couple times now, the running game that they have leaned on and have have had a success with is this is not the team that they're going to get that success with. So I'm going to join you guys both on the Bucks as well. This is going to be a fun one, though. I, I do think it will be a close game, and especially if it's raining. That could make it a little bit, a lot closer than uh, than even a touchdown just because uh, it could get, could get sloppy. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with the rest of the games, including the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Dallas Cowboys right after this. Um, the 4.30 game on Sunday, this is going to be an actual CBS game, uh, Nance and Romo covering it, so that's going to be kind of fun. The 10-7 and 7 San Francisco 49ers travel to the 12-5 and 5 Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by three. This is a dome game, so obviously we're not going to worry about the weather. Uh, the over-under is 51 points. Um, like I said, Cowboys favored by three. Everybody this week has been talking about this is the game. This is the upset pick of the weekend. This is everybody is all over the Niners. Uh, a lot of people uh, throwing their hat in the ring on the Niners being the upset of the weekend. Um, certainly could see it happen. They've had, you know, they finished out uh, the season four out of five uh, games with a victory. The Cowboys have been discombobulated. Their defense has been good, but the offense has just been kind of weird at times it's the highest scoring offense in the nfl but yet at the same time sometimes you see it and it doesn't look like it's really clicking uh keith i mean do you think we get that uh high flying cowboys offense in this game it's weird isn't it i I think they scored the most points they've ever scored this year in uh, in like franchise history 
Yep. And we've been talking about how weird the offense is and just how they're they're not clicking on all cylinders and, you know, this team needs to get out of a funk or whatever. But you look back and they, they have won the last four out of five games coming down the stretch here. Yep. And they've scored over 50 points two times. I know I don't know how much faith you want to put in that performance against the Eagles' second stringers, but yeah. I, I was actually a little bit worried because there at the beginning it was a little too close for comfort. I was like, <laughs> yep. oh, my God, if they lose this game. Uh, but they, they, they started clicking there in the second half. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how much momentum that gives them, what they what they think about that. But, I mean, just it's got to feel good for Dak to hit all those passes and, and throw all those touchdowns and stuff. Yep. I think the biggest thing here is just – what happened to the run game? That's my biggest thing. That, um, that is, that, it's it's so important to this team, but they're still putting up points. And the biggest thing is the defense is holding other teams down. So it almost as long as Dallas can score like 24, 25 points, I feel like the defense can do the rest to, to make sure that they get a victory. So that's kind of what we've been seeing. And that game against the Cardinals, I thought they played like absolute dog shit, mm-hmm. and they were. So still had a chance to win that game so it's just it's hard I don't have a ton of faith in them just because that's my nature as being a fan and they've mm-hmm. let me down so many different times but then you kind of look back and kind of put it in perspective they're in just about every single game they haven't come out and gotten embarrassed ex- except for that game against Denver um, mm-hmm. earlier on in the season so I think they have just they have a good shot to win this game I think it's going to be a tough matchup for sure I think um, the big thing is going to be trying to stop the run they give up a ton of yards to Philly's second string last week, which I didn't like, and, and mm-hmm. they gave up some big games coming down the stretch against the run as well. And we know that's what San Francisco likes to do, but I think looking at the slate here so far that we've talked about, with the weather not being a, a big issue, I think this could be one of the more exciting games that we get to see as far as offense goes. Yeah, and it's certainly reflected in the 51 point over under here. And uh, Drew, I mean, Jimmy G leading the uh, Niners in, I mean, they they have uh, they had that huge comeback last week against the Rams. Yeah, I mean the 49ers have been touch and go all season, but you could see throughout the whole season that they still had that that same core and that same principle uh, that they had when they got to the Super Bowl in 2019. Yep. To me, this team is the same exact team. Um, limit Jimmy G. Pound the rock, play good defense. Yep. Does that sound like the 49ers this year? It sounds like the 49ers to me. So, um, you know, that and that, that bodes well for them. They had success doing that. They're having success doing that. It looks sh- a little shaky at parts of the season. They, I didn't think they would make it to this point, to be quite honest with you. But here they are. And Jimmy G, say what you want about him, but he's had some nice stretches uh, here and there. And this game, to me, is a coin flip type of game. But it's also going to come down to Dak. I think this is a Dak Prescott game. Mm-hmm. And if Dak can play well and he can have those five touchdown type of games, I think the Niners are going to be in trouble because the Niners, where their um, deficiency is, is on the on the outside of the numbers in their cornerbacks. So they had lost a lot to injury this year. Yep. And where they're really strong at is that is that O line. Um, with Nick Bosa and company, and I just don't see where the Cowboys are going to have very much success running the ball, and that's mm-hmm. why I say the success is going to, of this game is going to come down to Dak. How well can Dak play? Is he going to be on fire and get the ball to Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and, and Dalton Schultz? Uh, that's going to be the big question for this matchup. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to be, it is going to be interesting to see how Dak comes out and I think he is going to be the straw that's straw that stirs a drink for the Cowboys this weekend that he has to perform well if they're going to get the victory um the one thing I don't really get is everybody's love of the Niners this week that 65 percent of betters are on the Niners uh, you know I mean they had that loss to Tennessee and then it took them a little while to do th- to get things going against Houston they ultimately won 23 to 7 but the first half of that game was kind of close with the Texans, and then last week they fell behind 17-0. They had a great comeback, and they were able to come back on the Rams, but that was aided by Stafford turning the ball over and all of that, and 
I, I don't know. I just don't really get this love for them. And, uh, you know, I feel like everybody's all over them. But I, I don't know. I mean, there's something about this game. I feel like the Cowboys may be, may be trustworthy. I don't know if it's... And the thing that's surprising about 65% of people being on the Niners is just the fact that the Cowboys are a very public team when it comes to betting. So the fact that they're being outbet by the Niners just seems weird to me. I mean, Keith, I feel like in a way you have to kind of like that position as a fan. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I do enjoy the fact that everyone is on the Niners side this week. And I, I, I do think a lot of it comes down to probably a little bit of recency bias. Yep. Um, we've seen, you know, obviously the Niners had a huge game last week and kind of Dallas's last game gets swept under the rug a little bit just because mm-hmm. of what it was. But I think that, I t- like I, like what I was saying, like I, it's weird to me that we talk about how Dallas was struggling, and then before this game, before we got on here, I, I'm really looking back over some of the games that they've had, and it's not as bad as we think. It's just like, what do we expect? Maybe we expect 50 points out of this offense just because of all mm-hmm. the talent that they have every week. Um, I just, it's really tough to say why. I don't know why the betters are on that way. I mean, I can pretty much guess Dallas falls on their face a lot mm-hmm. especially yeah. in big moments like this and big games and I don't know if we've seen Dak Prescott really come out in a big game and show up mm-hmm. um, I was hoping to see that one earlier in the season when we had that matchup with Kansas City yeah and I told you guys it's just isn't the type of game that Dallas wins mm-hmm. and, and they came out flat and they lost that game so I think it's a really tough game to pick I think it's gonna be really fun to watch um, it's, uh, it's a lot of a lot of key I don't really trust like Jimmy G. And we, yeah. We've had plenty of conversations on here about how he kind of comes in and makes the big mistakes. And mm-hmm. you've talked, you just mentioned about how many times they've gotten down early to some teams. It beats they beat a lot of teams this year that they probably weren't expected to, but then they they had some real stinkers in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're a ten and seven team. They you know they haven't dominated. I mean early on in the season they. You know, we were talking about them potentially missing the playoffs. They had a good; they were able to put things together in the middle of the season, but they have been very Jekyll and Hyde, and they actually had to fight to make the, make the playoffs just because of that Titans game. Um, man, it's it's this is a this is a tough tough game to to pick. Um, I mean, Keith, are you going to back your boys? I think I'm going to just because most people aren't. Yeah. Um, it's just all going to come down to trying to be able to stop the run. We have, we have a lot of really good pass rushers, mm-hmm. um, not too many run stuffers. And um, it'll be interesting to see. I think we'll end up putting J. Ron Curse, uh, our safety, on, on George Kittle to try to neutralize him. And then I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with Debo because yep. we've seen Trayvon Diggs made a lot. He makes a lot of big plays, mm-hmm. uh, but he also gave up <laughs> – He's pretty high on the yardage chart on yes. what he gave up this season. And, yep. and I'm hoping that Debo is still gassed from all of the plays that he made last week. Uh, yep. Hopefully yep. He, uh, he, he tore up the Rams pretty good there. So it'll be interesting to see our answer for that. Um, but it's it, it all comes down to stopping the 49er run game because if, if mm-hmm. they keep if they're able to run the football and play keep away, it doesn't matter how fucking good Dak plays because we're not going to see much of them. Yep, that's very true. Um so you're on the boys, Drew. Um, do you do you like Dallas here as well? Yeah. So this one is obviously a tough one for me, and I think to get back, not to draw this out any longer, I guess, but to get back to your original question, why the betters are on the 49ers? Well, I think the answer is simple: is that this is a show me lately type of league, mm-hmm. and. Dallas hasn't shown anybody anything in the last 25 years. Yeah, and every true. time, and every time they get excited about Dallas, they let you down. Mm-hmm. And people have not forgotten this, and it's been 25 years of this type of uh, letdown. And I just think, um, you know, that's where people's heads are at. Me personally, though, by the eye test, on paper and just watching both these teams a lot this year, I think Dallas is the better team. No, yeah. It's just for me. It's just whether or not Dallas can stay out of that little slump that they had offensively, because they have the talent, and if they can come out swinging offensively, I have all the confidence in the world that they're going to win this game. Um, I I do find it an interesting matchup between Debo Samuel and Trayvon Diggs, because I you know Trayvon, from what I understand, Keith, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he doesn't travel, and the way that. Um, Debo Samuel 
operates is he's everywhere. Yep. They utilize him in a package like just everywhere. So, you know, we might not get straight Devo, uh, Debo on uh, on Diggs the whole game anyway. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think for me, though, I am going to go with Dallas because I want Dallas to win. I like Dak. I would like them to finally get over this hump uh, and, and start getting some respect back. Uh, they are America's franchise. I kind of disagree with that, but it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I would like them to get back on back on track here. I do think it's going to be another close game, another tough fault game, uh, and which I'm excited about. I want all the games this weekend to be that way. But uh, in the end, I think I'm hoping Dallas can pull it out. So I am going to go with Dallas here. Yeah, I, I, it's it's going to be the thing that I'm actually pretty excited about too is to get a CBS announcing crew for an NFC playoff game is kind of cool because I, I I don't know you don't get to hear Romo especially the fact that Romo is going to be announcing this that's kind of really fun um, I, I don't know I I, I know. I think I'm going to go Cowboys as well and make it a sweep on them just because I think that they're in a very envious position. I, I don't know why, but the the fact that they're a home team, they're the higher seed, or the better seed, I should say, and um, they're just getting they're getting completely overlooked. I think that that nobody believes in us factor is, is really important in football, and I think this is a great spot for that. And um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to join you guys on the Cowboys as well. I think that they ultimately get it done. And I don't think, you know, I just don't don't believe in everything everybody's putting up on the Niners. I, they do have the talent, but I, it's something about Jimmy G, and I could see uh, him, I could see uh, Trayvon Diggs picking him off one at least one time. Um, okay, going into Sunday night, uh, the 9-7-1 Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the 12-5 Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half. Uh, for the whole weekend, this is probably the, the least strong of all of the matchups. Um, you know, there's a very sm- slim chance that the the Steelers can do something in Kansas City. We saw this game a few weeks ago. The uh, Steelers got their doors blown off in week uh, 15 or 16, and 36 to 10. So, you know, I mean, we saw this. We saw that uh, Pittsburgh couldn't get anything going. However, you know, something about it with it being Big Ben's last season. I don't know. Somehow that makes me a little bit scared of the Steelers. Drew, is there any reason to be scared of the Steelers in this one? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think Kansas City has got them right where they want them. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs, though they've been struggling kind of all season or it appears to be struggling all season because we have such high standards for the Chiefs all of a sudden. They still were the top five in offense this year mm-hmm. um, and you know, the Steelers defense at times have been really shaky obviously their front their front uh, defensive front there is, is pretty good and TJ Watt obviously is an absolute monster and is. one of the best football players on the planet however he is just one guy Patrick Mahomes has has proven that he can be mobile and, and, and sneak away from impending sacks it's just this this game for me is the game of the week that if I was gonna you know bet the spread I, I, I it would be high and I, I think they will probably cover it. I just don't see where the Steelers can keep this close. I just feel like it's very lopsided. Big Ben, yes, we have the story of Big Ben, but really the story of Big Ben is that he made it to the playoffs and nobody thought he would. <laughs> yeah, um, true. So. That in itself was a Super Bowl uh, retirement goodbye type of situation for him anyways. So at this point, even Big Ben said it this week, you know, nobody expects us to win. We're probably not going to win. So let's just go have fun. It's going to be one of those situations, I think. And um, honestly, I just don't have a whole lot to talk about in this game because I just think that these teams are so not evenly matched. And I, I just have a feeling that Kansas City at home in the cold, even though Pittsburgh's a cold team too. But that stadium at Arrowhead is just so tough to play uh, this time of year. I've seen it too many times, even with uh, Smith and Andy Reid in that building, man. He's just tough to beat. Uh, and I just I just don't think the Steelers have much of a shot here. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, there's a part of me that, you know, I, I can't really see a Mike Tomlin team getting their blo- doors blown off in the playoffs, but at the same time, I mean, they just don't have 
you know, like it's not even Big Ben. It's really that offensive line that can, can't get a, a run game established. And Keith, I mean, you know, it, it, Ben isn't getting any help, that's for sure, when it comes to the pass protection. No, definitely not. And the fact that he can't throw more than five yards is yep. also hindering this offense. Yeah, um, for sure. Najee Harris got banged up in that game last week. It looks like he's going to try to give it a go. Um, I think they might actually – I heard something that maybe Juju is going to come back for this game. He might be ready to go. Interesting. Um, so that will be a little bit of a bump for them. But it's just – it's going to be super tough. I, there is the narrative there, but that's <laughs> I think everybody wants that narrative except for Ben because I think him and his wife actually had to cancel a vacation that they had planned. He was not expecting to be still playing football right now. Uh, they were going to have a little send-off for him. But, yeah, it's a tough spot for them, especially since, you know, we did just see this matchup. Yeah. I, I don't think that we're going to get another 26-point drudging like we got the last time um, just because that's not going to look good in the playoffs. But... Uh, I think it'll be a little bit closer, but I, I still don't like Steelers' chances here. Yeah, and I, I hate the fact that they put this on the Sunday night with Michaels and Collinsworth. I mean, you know, I feel like this would have been so such. There's a bevy of better options. I, I, this is the, you know, this is the respect I guess from the league on uh, for Patrick Mahomes putting him in like the prime time spot. But you know, I don't know. I, I feel like they could have put a much better game to finish off the weekend. Um, Keith, I think it's safe to say you're on the on the Chiefs big. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to play with that spread much. Um, to be honest with you, I do think that it's I don't know. It's like right there on the edge. Yeah, twelve and to, a half I, is is kind of a lot. It is. Um, I just I hate playing those big spreads. Yeah. Drew says it all the time, and I totally agree with him too. Uh, it's one of those ones that might tease down. Maybe them in the Bucks game, uh, combo those two games up. Yeah, I feel good about that. Um, but yeah, just I do think the Chiefs are going to win. They've won their last nine out of ten games. They had that really close game with Cincinnati. Was the only one there that they they lost. Uh, they did look a little shaky last week. I don't think they had a whole lot of interest in playing that game, even yeah. though they did need to win it um, to try to at least get the one seed. But. Yeah, it's just too good. I think uh, CEH is going to be out again for this week. Yep. Daryl Williams got banged up last week. He got hurt on the last play in the first half. Uh, rest in peace, my fantasy team, uh, <laughs> on that one. Damian Williams stepped right in, played well. Tyreek Hill got banged up, too. So, I mean, this offense is not at full strength either. So, it uh, should be interesting to see how those guys kind of bounce back. And if they do get this win this, this week, uh, see, see how they, they uh, make out going forward. Yeah, I, I, I think you know I'm gonna gonna agree with you on the Chiefs here. Um, the 12 and a half is is shaky, but I think ultimately they get get the game uh, and move on in the playoffs. Drew, uh, you're in 100% agreement. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs here, uh, no question. Right on. So we're all on the Chiefs, and that leaves us into Monday night. So uh, the NFL wanted to throw a game on the Monday night slot with the Monday night crew. Um, for some reason, I knew this was going to be the game on Monday night. I just feel it felt like the game that the NFL was going to pick for Monday night, just because it's the Rams. Um, kind of a, I, 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 again, a, a division matchup that we've seen twice already this year. So it's not really an exciting matchup, in my opinion, because this isn't exactly a super exciting rivalry. Um, but yeah, the 12 and five. Los Angeles Rams host the 11 and six Arizona Cardinals, and the Rams are favored by four points at home. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I think about these teams. I mean, the Rams are twelve and five, and you know, I mean, decent record. But they, they, the expectations for the Rams were to be a Super Bowl contender, and they are anything but. And then you've got the uh, Cardinals, who came in, uh, started off the season at, with uh, ten straight wins, and then all of a sudden had some stumbling, and they look like a completely different team. Um, Man, this is a this is a, a weird game, and Drew. I, I mean, the Rams and Matt Stafford have not looked great lately. They certainly have, and I I don't know what it is with Matt Stafford. I guess maybe he's dealing with some chronic back issues or something. But he's been kind of limping around and stuff, and he's throwing interceptions like he's throwing out candy at a parade. <laughs> so like that, which really worries me for this game because. If he was playing well and felt like I like he was 100% healthy, I think the easy pick here would be the Rams. Yep. Because the Cardinals, 
Cardinals are kind of like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers of a couple years ago, where the Pittsburgh Steelers came out off of tear, and then all of a sudden they jumped off a cliff. Well, yeah. the Cardinals has kind of had that year, too, where they just, if Kyler Murray isn't right, the whole team doesn't seem right, and um, they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins this week, the Cardinals. That's um, big. I th- yeah, but they will have James Conner, I believe, so like... There's success to be had on the ground against the Rams, and that certainly helps. But my question really is, is how are they going to limit Cooper Cup? Uh, Cooper Cup has been an absolute beast this year, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be a huge factor going in, in this year. And I don't know, I haven't heard anything, but Sonny Michelle obviously has stepped into the role of Cam Akers and done a fantastic job for them once he got implemented into the system. But I think Cam Akers is good to go. I don't know how much of a snap count he'll have, but it'll be interesting to see him come back in this game possibly and and, and touch the ball and and see what he can do. So there's a lot of interesting storylines within this game, um, which makes it really hard to pick. Yeah, it it is a tough game to pick. Uh, Keith, we've talked all year about Kyler Murray kind of wilting as the season went along, and a stat that I heard uh, Cliff Kingsbury's second half of the seasons are also not very good. I, I, I think it goes back to the to his college days as well. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because we've seen this this team fold in the second half of football games. Yep. Just, let alone that uh, compared to the season, uh, just getting down into crunch time and not being able to make smart decisions and, and put games away. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team definitely kind of limping into the playoffs here they got off to that blazing start in their last six games they went one and five yep uh their only win coming against my poor dallas cowboys <laughs> uh, three three point win um yeah just i don't know they're so hard to predict and, and we and i remember us sitting here one night asking is it time to start taking them serious and <laughs> I think it was the wrong time to start taking them seriously. I don't think they <laughs> taking them serious like six weeks before that. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then, and then and then gave up on them. But yeah, it just the offensive firepower has kind of been limited without New Hopkins in there. You know, yep. Are you afraid of AJ Green at this point in his no. career? Uh, Zach Ertz, he was, he's going to get ten catches a game for twenty five yards. <laughs> uh, Rondale Moore has not really been implementing this offense. Mm-mm. They tried to get him involved very early in the season. We haven't really seen a whole lot out of him. Yep. James Conner's been he's banged up right now. Uh, Chase Edmonds w- was banged up for a while. He came in, uh, came back, and Kyler is just not. It seems like he's a little bit afraid to run. Yeah. So, uh, w- without him being mobile, um, maybe he's been saving him saving himself for these playoffs uh, maybe we'll see a little bit of a different look this week but it's kind of like the kind of like the Eagles offense I think it all hinges on him getting outside of the pocket making those big plays and, and making the Rams pay for you know that pass rush they're going to have forcing him out of the pocket so it'll be very interesting another division matchup here that was split throughout the season so with another rubber match see who uh who takes the glory here yeah I, I, I know something about Kyler Murray I, I just don't know if I trust him in this spot and I, you know, you you mentioned it. He he has been hesitant to run, and, I, and him not running the ball and not wanting to get hit is a factor because it's a huge element to their offense. And when he's not doing that, uh, they're a completely different team. I, I think I'm I'm confident in the Rams, and I'm going to be picking the Rams. Keith, are you going to join me? I'm going to go against my my conspiracy mind here, thinking that the Rams need to go to the Super Bowl. I'm I'm going to take the Cardinals. Interesting. I, I don't really have any particular reason why, but I mean, for all the same reasons that we're talking about the Cardinals, I could say all the same things about the Rams right now too. True. And I just feel like Matt Stafford, big games, it just <laughs> hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, it's, it just makes those mistakes, and I think we he got a little bit too hyped up to begin this season, and you know, last week it came down to crunch time for them in that game against the 49ers, and they couldn't do it. Yep. So. I just think that I, I, something in the back of my mind tells me that they've been telling Kyler not to run to make sure that he makes it to where to this week. Um, maybe he pops that back out of the bag and brings that element back to his game, and that could be the difference in this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I could could see it, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't love the look of the Rams, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them. Drew, are you gonna be on the Rams or the Cards? Yeah, so this one's a really tough one for me, and I say this because as we went through these games tonight, I picked every favorite. Well, 
the only time that's ever worked out for me this year to pick a handful of favorites and it actually hit was like one week out of the entire 18-game season here. And so that worries me that, you know, I'm, there's got to be an upset this weekend. There mm-hmm. just has to be. I think it's like, going to be it your just, boys. It, it, it just it has to. It's got to come from somewhere. Maybe it's the Patriots, but I, I mean, I picked the Patriots in, in terms of the points, um, but I picked the Bills to win. So in this case, uh, I was going to go uh, with the Cardinals, and then Keith picked the Cardinals. <laughs> so... But I, I think I still um, I'm going to go with them because I just feel like there has to be an upset. I don't think Matt Stafford is playing his his best ball right now. I'm a little worried that he's the more injured of the quarterbacks coming into this game. That's true. Even though he's going to have more weapons to throw to and he's got a better defense. But it just seems like, I don't know. Never mind. I'm going with the Rams. I don't trust, <laughs> King, I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, Never so you're, mind. You're... I, I trust Sean McVay in a playoff situation a lot more than I trust Cliff Kingsbury. That, I'm going with the Rams. All right, so you were 99% on the Cardinals and then switched over to the Rams. I like it. I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on the Rams, so we'll both be on the Rams and Keith will be on the Cards. Um, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to for me is Kingsbury versus McVay. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, this is not definitely – hopefully it turns out to be a fun game, but I'm not super excited about this on a Monday night. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, this is going to be a really fun weekend. I wish the NFL would have put three games on Saturday, three on Sunday like they did last year, personally. I don't know why they had to move one into Monday night. But um, ultimately, it'll be fun to have three straight days of good football, and I'm excited to get started. Uh, I know you guys are excited for these games to get started, and uh, we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. We, uh, you know, hope we hope you enjoy this weekend of football. As Drew said to start the show, I mean, we're dwindling down our weeks here before we're going to be in a barren wasteland of no football. So enjoy it while you have it. Um, you know, buckle up at home and enjoy enjoy these games. And, uh, you know, again, thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week. Um, hopefully we'll be, uh, be able to uh, record a show probably next Wednesday or Thursday. So we'll look out for that. And uh, make sure to share the episode with your friends. And hit the subscribe button, and we appreciate everyone listening. We hope your team wins, unless they're playing ours. We hope you have a great night. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the First and 30 Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. And share the episode with your friends. We appreciate everybody taking the time to listen.